Hello, friends, and welcome to part two of my discussion with Angie. In the rest of this episode, we'll talk about her experience at Boobash, SeaWorld, Aquatica, and how she is now a converted Universal Stan. So I hope you enjoy. All right, let's poop on Boobash. I mean, let's talk about Boobash <laughs> and your Magic Kingdom experience. Yes. Um, again, I was at Magic Kingdom a few days after the 50th anniversary, but it still wasn't as busy as Hollywood Studios. I never felt that things were too crazy at Magic Kingdom, you know, at any given point where I just had to leave because I felt that way at Hollywood Studios every time I went. But my first experience at Magic Kingdom on my trip was Boobash. And I have done the Halloween party at Disneyland. I've never done Mickey's Not So Scary at Disney World. So I cannot compare it to that. But I can't compare it to Disneyland's when they used to do it at the Disneyland Park and not California Adventure where it's the Oogie Boogie Bash or something now. I haven't been to it. So I hear it's good. Maybe someday. But Boobash, oh my God. What a disappointment. I, I, the price of the ticket was worth it for one reason and one reason alone. And that's just because I was able to get on ev almost every single ride that night with no weights. And because I only had one Magic Kingdom day and because of how busy it was during the day and not wanting to stand in those crazy lines as much as possible and not having Genie Plus, not having Fast Passes, not having any options like that, it was nice to be able to just go and experience all the rides I wanted to with no line. Um, I, you know, Small World, Pooh, Mind Train, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, uh, Haunted Man, or no, I did, did I do Haunted Mansion that night? I was not able to do Haunted Mansion that night, but Pirates, I got on all the big rides and still had time to get some candy, which was disappointing in itself for many reasons, because I don't know, you can, you can probably tell me if you've been, if you've been to Mickey's Not So Scary, have you? No. Okay. Well, at the Disneyland version, when you go into a treat trail, there's probably five or six stations where you can get candy. And it's like, ginormous handfuls your bag is full within minutes and at boobash you'd go into a treat trail like I, I i wanted to make sure i did the monsters inc one because that was special to the event there's one station and they gave you like three or four pieces of candy and that hurt my soul because as a fully grown adult who still loves halloween I, I, I take my trick-or-treating very seriously. And I think I came back with like 20 pieces of candy total. So what you're saying is, is don't go to Boobash for the candy. Go for the low weights if you're really going to waste your money on it. Yeah. I, if I, if I wouldn't do it again, I 100% would not spend that money again. It, it was great, again, for the low wait times, which, you know, most after hours things are at the parks, which is fine. That I expected that. It was great. I only, I, Mind Train was a walk-on, which was a ride that I will probably talk about at some point. But um, also the free popcorn was great. I came away with, you know, a lot of that. Uh, got a free Mickey Premier ice cream bar. Got some free waters, you know. That was cool. I, I think my biggest disappointment of the night was 
I went as Mr. Bluebird from Splash Mountain and Splash Mountain was closed the entire night and most of that day. So was I completely heartbroken that I couldn't get a picture of myself on the ride as a character from the ride? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> okay, but I'm. But did they not release a, a ride lineup prior to the event? Did no? they did? And yes, Splash Mountain was on that ride lineup, but it was broken down. Oh, that's really not worth your mo- <laughs> your money. It's not really not worth your money for that specific reason. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like I knew it was going to be open, but and it wasn't the only time Splash Mountain was closed during my visit because the last day I was there, we went to Magic Kingdom and it was the same thing. Splash Mountain was closed 90% of the day. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Please try for me. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, Boobash, not worth the insane ticket price. I hope their Christmas party is better for the love of God. The fact that they were still advertising it while I was there, that they were selling tickets for this, you know, the the Christmas parties and that they still weren't sold out is slightly alarming to me, slightly surprising. Some days, some days are sold out, but not all of them. I, I just can't justify the prices. I really can't. I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas I really, I can technically say this word, but I'm not going to say it. I'm in love with Christmas and I will do anything for Christmas. I could not, like, I would rather spend the money on breakfast with the Grinch than the merriest party of Christmas holidays. I don't know what it's called. Very merry, very merriest, oh, whatever. You know, you know what it's called, people. You know what it's called. Yeah, I hope they do because I don't either. It's merriest something. (laughs) I don't know. I, mean, I know they announced like they're going to do a fireworks show and a parade for it, which cool. Like, yeah, I, but like, helps. I'm going on for the rides, man. Going for the rides and meet the mm-hmm. characters. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going mm-hmm. for. And that's, that's exactly where I'm at. Like, I never stopped to like watch a cavalcade, cavalcade while I was there. You know, they just kind of happened while I was walking around. That's what I was going to say. That's what happened with us when we were there in December. They were really cute and I really enjoyed seeing the characters, but like, yeah, I hug you. No, no, which I get. And like, that was obviously a thing everywhere, but I also felt they could have done more with the characters. I, I add Boobash. I saw the Pooh gang. They were dressed up. They were cute. I was able to get pictures with them. Um, saw Chippendale briefly um, on top of like the Country Bear Jamboree area in Frontierland. And then um, I think honestly, that's all the characters I saw. And it, it was kind of disappointing because like I, I get, you know, they can't be near people. And I understand that. And I appreciate that and all that stuff. But I also feel that they could have done it better and just had more opportunities for that. Because when we do get to universal stuff, I will once again be trashing on this and how Disney could be handling this better. But that's for later. I My thing is, is that they already have them distanced and they let them out behind like a stringy mm-hmm. doodad. Y'all, can our, y'all could have brought back uh, meet and greets. I'm just saying. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. But that's fine. I, it might be a staffing thing. It might be, there might be reasons beyond our control, whatever. That's fine. But 
I understand I won't be able to hug you anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me get a cute photo with your cute outfit on. Yes. Yeah. The fact that I never saw any of the Fab Five that night was just not okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know you didn't see any of them. Mm-mm. And maybe they were hiding somewhere. I just wound up never going near, but you know, no Mickey, no Minnie, no Donald. Tragic. It, it really was. Ay, ay, ay. Any any positives you have about Magic Kingdom and your whole experience? Um, I think the castle is beautiful. I <laughs> don't laugh at me. I, I think they did a I, I think they did a good job with that. And you know, I, I got to experience the Disneyland 50th anniversary and it was really special to me for a lot of reasons. You know, it brought VMK into my life. I think the entire celebration for it was about Disneyland and not about the IPs. I felt that the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World was basically sponsored by Disney Plus. I don't think they celebrated everything Walt and Roy did to make that place a reality. And all the people, all the Imagineers, all the artists, all the wonderful cast members throughout the years that are the heart and soul of that park and it just it fell flat for me the statues are cute the characters are cute but it was it was it just felt cheap and and uninspired I can tell you it ain't cheap at least for us (laughs) oh you got that right (laughs) all right so after your Disney, do you, is there anything else Disney you would like to share with the class? I mean, unless you want more food reviews, that's about all I got. I mean, food is always great, but I feel like, what else did you eat that you didn't talk about? Oh God, I had reservations like every night for a different place. You oh. really want to go into that? I mean, you Did want my big takes on all the different restaurants I went to? I mean, just give us the good ones. We don't want to hear. It. Well, oh, <laughs> we kind of need to hear about the bad ones. Just give us a, a quick rundown. Okay. So I ate at Beaches and Cream. I've never been to the boardwalk area at Disney. I love it there. I, I wish I could stay there at some point. It's just gorgeous. That's that's it. But Beaches and Cream, delicious. 1010 would recommend. It's very small. And I feel like it's probably much harder to get reservations at than other places, just because I think probably there's only 30 tables in there. Uh, Got the grilled cheese with the tomato soup, and it was one of the best grilled cheeses I've ever had. The vanilla milkshake was also delicious. Um, Also ate at Ohana's at the Polynesian. And yeah, I would not eat there again. I, the food was good. Most of it, I... I, the service wasn't the best and I wound up having to wait like 45 minutes for my last entree to come out which was dessert and um I was just kind of really disappointed because you know everything's pre-plated anyway I don't know I I, I found Kona's to be 10 times better than Ohana's um Animal Kingdom Day ate at the Rainforest Cafe it's good you know if you've ever been to a rainforest cafe anywhere in the world, it's the same food. It's good. Nothing special there. Um, Magic Kingdom Day, ate a Jungle Cruise 
Skipper Canteen. That was delicious. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. I think that was one of my favorite meals there. Uh, got the chicken and it was the best chicken I've probably ever had. Let's see, what else? What else did we eat? Um, ate at Primo Patio. I'm probably saying that wrong, at Riviera. You're saying it very wrong, but- Please correct me. <laughs> uh, Primo, see, I'm gonna mix it with the one that's at you. Hold on, we gotta, we gotta fact check ourselves <laughs> here. I just don't want to mix it with the one. There's a similar sounding one at Universal and I really don't want to mess that one up, but not Topolino's. You did not eat at Topolino's. No. Tragic. Primo Piatto. Thank goodness I got there because, oof, I these names. I hear good things about Primo Piatto. Yes. Um, it was, it was really nice. Um, it was only maybe a three-minute walk from our hotel room at the Caribbean Beach Resort. So if you really like that place and you want to be close, stay in Martinique. I believe Jamaica is the other close one that's closer to the Skyliner on the other side. It's not a preferred room. If I'm incorrect, I apologize. But I think that's the island that's near them. She's new here, so you can fact check her. It's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'm a Disneyland person. I, I know all my stuff there. I'm trying with Walt Disney World. Give me a break. Um, yeah, but I got the uh, baked brie and it came with strawberry jam and you put it on crackers and it was absolutely delicious. So yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And it's someplace you don't need reservations for. It wasn't that busy. It wound up pouring while we were there eating. Thank God it was undercover, but I think that was a big reason it wasn't that busy. Um, let's see other, I think that pretty much covers like the big food, honestly. So I'll leave it at that. All, all very solid choices. Thank you. And then you, you went to Blizzard Beach. I did go to Blizzard Beach for a day. That's what will end your Disney, your time at Disney on the Blizzard (laughs) Beach note, which is not a very, you can just tell them how your Blizzard Beach time went. Yeah, so I've been to Blizzard Beach before, but I was a tiny child. But as a tiny child, I really loved Blizzard Beach. I thought it was fun. I loved the gondola. I loved the rides. I thought Ice Skater was adorable. I still have my plushie of him from when I was a child. And I was super excited to go back because I all I've ever wanted to do was ride Summit Plummet. And I know this sounds crazy. I I was tall enough as a child to ride it 100%. But my mom was terrified I was going to fly off the edge and kill myself. So she would not let me ride it. Was I slight? <laughs> Am I slightly bitter because of that? Maybe, but we'll, we'll move on. So yes, um, got to Blizzard Beach. It was absolutely dead. There was nobody there. I, which was great for me, but uh, sad for Blizzard Beach. Um, the rides are still just as fun. Summit Plummet was amazing. I wrote it like four times. It was great. Um, but it needs some love. It's old and it's showing its age. And I felt like it kind of lost its, its way. Ice Skater was like nowhere to be found on merchandise or anything. And I feel like it's uh, Disney's ugly stepchild. 
I've never been to Blizzard Beach. I've only been to Typhoon Lagoon and I really enjoy Typhoon Lagoon. However, and you can talk about this when you get to that point in your trip. I found Aquatica and now since I've been recently, Volcano Bay are probably my two top. However, I haven't been to Aquatica in years, Mm -hmm. but I still put those probably at my top two. Oh, 100%. Uh, Blizzard Beach was definitely ranked my third water park that I enjoyed the most after the end of my two-week trip. I mean, it's, you know, it's Blizzard Beach. It's fine. Let's segue into happier thoughts. Do you want to do SeaWorld in between since technically, I mean, not technically, but we can do SeaWorld (laughs) and Aquatica, and then we can talk about my beloved. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So SeaWorld and Aquatica. You Uh, do like a brief, brief breeze over SeaWorld and Aquatica. SeaWorld was super fun. Um, I've never been. I've been to the one in San Diego, which the one in San Diego, if anybody's ever been to both, they will know that it's much more focused on the animal side and they only have one ride there that I'm aware of. At least the last time I was at SeaWorld, it was Journey to Atlantis, which Orlando also has. So it's, you know, the roller coasters are awesome. I absolutely loved Manta, which is a roller coaster where you sit down and they pull you up. So it's like you're flying. It's amazing. And it is so much fun. I've never been on a roller coaster like that. And I'm a roller coaster freak. So I absolutely loved it. Okay. So they also have Mako, which is another roller coaster. It does not go upside down. And I actually really appreciate rides like that because some of my favorite roller coasters are ones that just go really fast and drop you from really high heights and don't make you go upside down a million times and it was just super fun it 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 it, I wound up going on it like four or five times while I was there there were no lines while I was there I should just mention that now which was a nice break from both Disney and Universal um I did the dining with orcas package which is a lunchtime special where you get a salad and you have a choice between three different or four different entrees, which is steak, chicken, and uh, pasta, and a fish. And then you get a dessert platter, which comes with like brownies and cupcakes and all these delicious cookies. It was great. And during that entire time while you're eating, you get to see the trainers um, bring the orcas out and you get your own personal private show. And they just kind of let the orcas swim around and it was super cute and I'm so, so, so glad I did it. So I highly recommend that for anybody that might go to SeaWorld in the future. I also had the all day, all day dining, which at the time when I got my SeaWorld tickets, it wound up being like an extra 20 bucks and it was totally worth it just to be able to get the free drinks and free waters and you know snacks throughout the day. I definitely recommend that if you're going. Uh, Aquatica was way better than blizzard beach in so many ways i they have i think they're ranked the number one water park in the united states for how many different slides they have which they definitely lived up to they have a slide that goes through a pool with the dolphins that they have there did i ever actually see the dolphins while riding said slide no 
but it was still neat anyway. I they have a like fast lazy river. I don't remember what they call it at Aquatica. Volcano Bay also has it, and Volcano Bay is, is much better. But uh, those are probably my new favorite things at water parks, and I could have just stayed in that all day. And food at Aquatica is super good. I we did wind up getting a cabana for that day because it was just it was cheaper and it was more of a treat yourself moment. So uh, the cabanas there come with free water, towels. You have a ceiling fan that keeps you cool. You um, you can order food from there and all that stuff. So it was totally nice. But uh, yeah, the food was really good. The service was really good. Um, everybody was super nice. And I, I thought the water park was just, I, I, I had no issues with it. I thought the slides were fun and it was just, one of the best water parks I've ever been to. And I mean, there there's water parks in California. I have not been to a lot of them, but none of them live up to any of the ones in Florida, in my opinion. I mean, also accurate, but you know, here we are. Yes. Okay. For Universal, mm-hmm. tell everyone why you loved it more than anything you did on your trip and maybe where it fell short. Only maybe. Okay. Well, first off, I should say that stuff is not paying me for the following opinions <laughs> for paying on the show aye, aye, aye. <laughs> all right having said that i have only been to islands of adventure once in my life it was right after hogsmeade opened to the general public i was not feeling well that day i was very sick and it was not a good time just because there were so many people and I was not feeling well. And like, I, I always kind of had that bad taste in my mouth, but it wasn't Universal's fault. People love Harry Potter. There were too many people. I fell in love with the Forbidden Journey that day. If I could have ridden it 20 more times that day, I would have. But having said that, so I stayed at the Hard Rock as suggested by Steph here because... I was originally not even going to stay on property when I went to Universal and she told me I was stupid. And guess what? She was right. (laughs) So um, Hard Rock, you get your express pass, which, oh my God, that saved my butt so many times. And first day I went there, went to Volcano Bay. It was uh, Columbus Day slash slash Indigenous Peoples Day. I was concerned that going to the parks, it was just going to be super crazy. And I figured water park sounds like a good idea oh my god volcano bay oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness that is the best water park i've ever been to hands down the fact that universal can theme a water park so well and just have such a story behind it is amazing to me the tapu tapus are awesome it's so nice not having to wait in line at a water park because as you're aware you have to climb a lot of stairs it gets very tiring very quickly you're out in the sun you're burning your feet it's terrible and I never felt like that at Volcano Bay once um Krakatau is their water roller coaster and it was super fun water roller coasters are my favorite I've only ever been on a couple in my life and it was just super fun I was devastated that it broke down during the day and I couldn't ride it more. 
but here we are. The drop slides that I think the total count of stairs you have to walk up are 209 are also super fun. I love a good drop slide. And, you know, there's a lot of drama attached to those, but they're fun. They also have the Fearless River, which, oh my goodness, it's so, so, so much fun. I, I don't, I, you know, lazy rivers are cool, but when you can go fast and you get to wear a life jacket and you just get to flip around and I don't know, it's just super fun. I, I hope to go back there soon someday because it's just so great. Even the lazy river is fun because you get to go through the middle of the volcano and it's not your generic lazy river. I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I just want to say I did not coerce her to do this either, but she is now a pass holder as well. So for Universal, not for the other place. Yes, 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 I am. That is true. Um, Let's see. That night, um, we decided to go to Universal for a while. Uh, just because we could and we had uh, their equivalent of like a park hopper at Disneyland you know you could go to other parks as often as you wanted park to park. And, uh, thank you thank you very much so yeah um, I believe the first day we ate at oh goodness where did we eat that night oh cowfish again a suggestion by Steph and thank god she did because cowfish was delicious um wound up getting to try the burger ushi. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. It's a weird word. We're we're just gonna keep screwing up words here tonight. Um, and also some shrimp tempura sushi. And oh my god, everything was so good. And you know, got to go on a few rides that night using Express, including ET. And yes, we we all know how stuff feels about that so real friends right et for me (laughs) but yeah no i loved it and i i have to say that et has a very distinct smell and i know i've been told that in the past but it's not like how you'd expect et to smell in a good way though she means that in a good and endearing way i do 100 percent. it was just something i noticed like no other ride really had a distinct smell at universal to me and that's why i have the wax melts in the air spray let's that's a conversation for another time thank you theme park rob and adam for your contribution to my et obsession yes so let's let's just do a main overview now of both parks go for it okay so obviously i haven't been there in 10 years i am a huge harry potter nerd I started reading the books when I was in kindergarten. I grew up with Harry Potter and the gang, and they are a huge part of my life, almost more so than Disney in a lot of respects. So obviously getting to ride the Hogwarts Express and going to Diagon Alley and getting to ride Hagrid's, um, yeah, I cried a few times of happiness because I felt like I was like living what I wanted to as a child seeing the Hogwarts Express pull up into the station I was just like overcome with emotions and I remember texting Steph this during my vacation but I told her that I was so happy that Disney was not the ones to make the Harry Potter rides and that's a big thing for me because I feel that Universal took it to another level and Hagrid's is now one of my most favorite rides of all time and 
Gringotts was also amazing in its own right. I don't understand the people that think that it could have been better because it was fantastic. And I know that Universal gets um, pooped on a lot for their use of screens and reds. And I get that because there are a lot of screens in their reds. But I feel that, especially with the Harry Potter rides, that they do it so well that you don't know that they're screens in a way. And that goes for Gringotts because you have a beautiful queue, you have a great pre-show, you have the elevators, you have everything, you feel like you're at Gringotts. It's amazing. Diagon Alley was spectacular. The dragon was only partially working while I was there. I feel like it um, only could breathe fire. It didn't want to move around a lot, which was fine. It doesn't. It doesn't move. It breathes fire. Didn't it used to move at some point? No, not that Didn't I know it? of. It just it just grumbles and then it goes. Okay. Well, having said that, I it I wish I could have spent my like more time just being immersed in that world because it just made me happy and I feel like both of those lands are still better than Galaxy's Edge in a lot of ways. I feel like Galaxy's Edge tried to live up to the hype that is both Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley and fell very short of it. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a fair comparison when you really get into Star Wars lore. You know, there isn't you know, a lot there that can be translated to a theme park in a way. You know, you had Hogsmeade in the books. You knew there were stores. You had the three broomsticks. Like you had all these places that could be built that made sense for shopping, that made sense for food. And you kind of had to, you know, you had blue milk for Star Wars and that's about it. Like everything else had to be kind of thought up after the fact. And it's, I again, like I said, it's not a fair comparison, but Everything about Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade and how they connected and the Hogwarts Express and being able to run through nine and three quarters brick wall. Like it, it was everything I had hoped for in a lot of ways. There was entertainment everywhere. Um, I got to go to the dark arts one night um, and it was amazing getting to see the Death Eaters and they were, you know, interacting with people and putting on shows and it worked. You felt like you were there. It was all great. So the rest of Universal, Men in Black, I love it. I am terrible at it. And I wish I was better at it because, you know, I have Buzz Lightyear to work off of and I'm usually pretty good at that. Not comparable. Not even close. I felt like a lousy shooter and okay. you know you learn live and you learn yes um otherwise i have see. to preface something you okay. guys haven't heard this yet it's coming out next week but i'm going to say it this week because i forgot to say it in the show that i recorded before this week's show for next week yes that was confusing and convoluted the dark arts show must do listen oh. to next week's episode to figure out why i'm saying that continue (laughs) 
My bad. Right. Um, all right. So other rides. Um, Hulk, great. Uh, Velocicoaster, I got to ride once. And it is spectacular. It, it's such a fun coaster. And what, what row did you ride? Oh, man. It was towards the back. It wasn't the very back, but it was oh, like you gotta ride the, you gotta ride the front. Okay, you have to like it's it's a must. Okay, next time, next mm-hmm. time, December. All right, cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as um, someone who once and maybe still someday would like to work on theme park rides. You know that uh, adding any sort of story to a roller coaster tends to fall flat because you go on a roller coaster for the thrill and not the story. But I feel like Velocicoaster does a good job of merging both. Um, Hagrid's. I was going to say, I feel like Hagrid's does that. Hagrid's does that the best of any ride I've ever been on in my entire life. The fact that you can have a roller coaster merged so well with like these dark ride elements and you know there's if you've never been on it I won't ruin it but there's some points where I like was you know gasping because I was like oh my god this did not just happen you know you have the the Hagrid animatronic you have the Scrooge animatronic and just everything works so well together like there there's there's no issues with that ride in my opinion I'm sure people will fight me over that at some point in my life, but they will be wrong. They can fight you, but honestly, they're not going to win. It's fine. We're all friends here. We're all you pretty much. If you get nothing from this conversation with Angie, it's that Disney is trying to take your money and giving you a meh of a time and Universal is just great. So there's the hot take, folks. Well, and even putting aside rides. Putting aside food, putting aside all that, let's just talk about character interactions for a second and how different it is at Universal right now compared to Disney World and just how blown away I was at how well they handled it. And I I, I think if I was to list off every character I saw, I saw the Scooby gang, I saw hashtag, I saw the blues brothers performing i saw um a bunch of the madagascar characters they have their little dream work set up um and they had doc from back to the future which i am a back to the future stan it's my favorite movie of all time so that was amazing um what else, who else was out there you know they have their their raptors they have the raptor trainers like every part of the park at some point like i saw character interaction of some sort and for someone who really never paid too close attention to that before the pandemic and then having it just be basically completely gone at Disney World you don't realize how much you come to appreciate that so when I got to Universal and like you could go take pictures with these characters and interact with them and they interacted with you yes it was all socially distant most of the time, the Death Eaters were right up next to you, but you know, they were wearing masks and stuff. Um, oh, and they had the mummies too on stilts. They were out in the crowd, but again, they were on stilts. They were away from any potential harm, you know, but it, it, it adds so much to your theme park experience. And it just made like the further I went along at Universal, it made me more sad that I never got to see any of those 
you know, the Fab Five or any of those characters of Disney World because it really does add a lot to your trip. And, you know, I, I don't know what the big difference is between Universal and Disney World. I know Universal doesn't have unions for their, their character actors. And maybe that's why it's so much different. Maybe they're just doing things better in general, which I wouldn't, you know, it, that's hard not to argue against. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just, it felt cohesive. It felt normal, which I appreciated in a lot of respects. And I also didn't feel like my wallet was getting ripped out of my back pocket constantly. I, how do I stay neutral in this conversation? You really can't. I, my thing is, is the express with the hotel. And also it's only for the top three, Hard Rock, Royal Pacific and Portofino Bay, just so no one gets confused. I also have a tip slash trick trip hack on my TikTok and on my Instagram. If you guys need like some hot tips about express and hotels and everything like that for your trip, go follow. I will do the plugs in a minute here. (laughs) I, um, I find that to be a very big seller for me. I like the proximity. You can take a water taxi or literally walk to everything that you really need to get to. (sighs) Food is not going to be like all-star chef, whatever. City Walk has better food than in the parks, but in the parks, like you get what you're getting, a burger, pizza, whatever it is. Mythos is good if you want to sit down, but like if you're just trying to go on rides and like just stop and eat on the way, like it's fine. It's sufficient. I don't get sick anytime I'm there, except when you drink the Orlando water. Don't ever do that, people. I'm not going to go into why. Just, Just don't do it buy some bottles of water and get it delivered Instacart or shipped or whatever people use nowadays. It's just a different experience. And I find more positives going to universal. Will I not, will I stop going to Disney? No, Mm -mm. but I just favor universal and I spend more of my time there, which is, you know, my personal choice and my personal um, preference. So yeah. That's the tea on that. But now Angie's a universal stand forever. I very well might be. And I, I think you make a good point. It's hard for me because I'm a West Coaster. Disneyland is my home park. I've been to Universal Studios Hollywood, but it's flipped for me there. Universal Studios Hollywood is someplace I visit maybe every five years. And even then it's too often just because there isn't a lot to do. They will be getting Super Mario Land before Florida does. I'm very excited for that. I will go visit when it opens or after that, let the crowds die down, you know, but when it comes to the East coast, I, you know, there are a lot more positives to universal for me personally, than there are for Walt Disney world at the moment. Well, you heard it here first folks. I'm just saying that's neither here nor there. I, uh, I mean, We'll see. Angie might do round two in December. And by round two, I mean, she's probably only going to go to Universal. So it'll be another check mark for Universal. But that's besides the point. (laughs) All right. Have we talked your ears off yet, people? Are you still there? Are you still with us? If you are, Angie's going to tell you where you can find her and stalk her and all the things. Oh, goodness. Okay. So uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like. I, I post some cool art there. 
because you know I draw and stuff like that. Um, it's Angie underscore Annette and underscore art. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. It's Angie dash Annette. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge social media person, but you can check those out. I also do art for this little place called Netcot, which is a VMK remake. Steph also does PR for it and she's amazing. So you should definitely go sign up for that. But yeah. Sign up and volunteer with us. I mean, yes, we'll, if you have a skill that we can use. Come work with us. We're pretty mm -hmm. cool people. Yeah, I you like can DM us and ask us questions about it after we're, you know, after you're done listening, just slide into our DMs, you know? Yes, exactly. All right. If you haven't, if you're not following me, I don't know what you're doing, how you found me, what's going on. Maybe you were just looking for a leisure podcast, travel podcast, the Embark podcast, and my name happened to come up. If that's the case, then cool. Fantastic. I'm really glad you're here. If you know, you want to follow me on the socials, I am Adventures with Steffers on Instagram and I am AsianZing95 on Twitter. I have a website with a blog and where you can also listen to this podcast, adventureswithstuffers.com. If you like theme park related content, but not theme park news content, you might like what you have, you know, here with my show. I have, what is it? What episode did I say? Uh, 10 episodes so far out. Next week is going to be a universal themed episode with my friend and your friend, Angela Dahlgren. We're actually going to talk about all things Harry Potter world, Wizarding World of Harry Potter related all that jazz so make sure to stay tuned for that if you want to relive the magic of disney seriously look at netcot it's netcot.center i will leave it in the description of this episode and if you have any questions just slide into our dms i hope you have a great night evening day morning weekend i whenever you're listening to this have a good all of it and we'll catch you next week have a good one. 